Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brendan McCullough. Back to just you and I. What's up? <laughs> no one else is here. You gotta settle for me. Yeah, that's how it works sometimes on ABC. <laughs> wow, jeez. Fucking no, not even sugarcoating it. <laughs> I don't know. It's just funny. I feel like it's been a while since it's just been you and me on an episode, so. Yeah, and then... I think I just couldn't make it, like, one or two episodes, and then my dad was out visiting for, like, a few days, so I couldn't record then. So, yeah, it's been a while since I've been on. Like, it feels like a month. Yeah, it's so. something like that, and hopefully there's some games in there that we can talk about, but... <laughs> I played three whole games. <laughs> nice. That's and better than I somehow uninstalled none. one? Ooh. Oh, weird. Maybe we should start there. What 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 happened there? Uh, apparently Monster Prom is uninstalled, but I don't remember uninstalling that, so that's weird. But yeah, I bought Monster Prom, and I was playing a few rounds of that. You can do short mode, uh, which is like, I think, an hour, and then long mode, which is like two hours. Okay, but nice. that doesn't factor in how many players are, and if you're reading all the text. So, like, for me, I've seen a few playthroughs of it. I've seen a bit of it. I do the short mode. I can breathe through the text real quick. I could actually probably knock out a game in, like, ten minutes or so. Less than that, maybe. Oh, wow. Because um, it's, it's all text. It's all just... Uh, dating sim and choose you know choose your own adventure sort of stuff you don't actually do anything and so if you just breathe through the text you can fly through it real quick and then if you have like four people and they all read the choices they pick and all you know take their time to think about then it can take two hours okay but you know otherwise you could you know breathe through it as fast as you want or as quick as you can read interesting yeah that's a real fun game I really enjoyed that it's good writing one of the downsides is like with the short mode I think they've even admitted you can't actually take anyone to prom in the short mode because you, the whole point is, for anyone who doesn't know, is you're a monster in a high school and it's it's monster high school, so they're all like 25 and stuff, so it's not weird and like underage stuff. Um, Thank God. That's, that's their loophole about it because like every character is just doing cocaine and having sex with everyone else and like all this crazy over the top stuff. So it'd yeah. be weird if they were actually high schoolers. Um, So everyone in it's like, 25 to like 30 or so and they just call it high school um but so the point is you want to take someone to prom like one of six characters and then there's secret unlockable characters later and the way you do that is you have i think about six skills and you go to certain areas to raise your skills and then an event will happen and depending on how you what you choose in that event or what items you have at that event it can either be good or bad so you can either gain more skills or lose skills and it's just a bunch of crazy stuff. And you have to have a certain skill level. It doesn't tell you, but you have to have a certain like percentage in a, or points in the skill by the end to date a certain character. And it depends on what skill it is for each character. So okay. in the short mode, it's actually impossible to get the skills high enough to date anyone. That makes sense. Yeah. So it's more of like, the short mode's more of like a fun, you don't really care how it ends, demo, like, getting a taste for it mode. And then the long one is actually if you want to like, you get anyone to take them to prom and stuff or get the secret endings. So, well, that's but it's really neat. cool. Yeah. yeah. Definitely, I, I've yet to get that one, and I want to check it out. Yeah, you can play with up to four people online. You can play local. You can all share a keyboard. It's only, like, 12 bucks, so it's, like, real cheap. Uh, and if you want it even cheaper... You only one person needs to buy it, and then you can just do share screening with everyone else because it gives you the option of with multiple players if you want to play individually or if you want to share one controller or keyboard. So okay. if you just sh screen share with everyone and pick uh, four players using the same controller, 
you can just have one person make the choices for you and you just tell them which one you want. That's a pretty cool loophole, so not everyone needs to own the game. Yeah, because it's very inspired by the Yog, which is uh, how that game kind of worked. One person controlled everything and you just told them what to do. Um, right. So I recommend that one too. It's very it's very cool. Choose your own adventure text. Not text-based, but like I said, it's, you know, there's no anim- real animation to it. It's all a lot of still imagery and stuff. So, but it's very good. Yeah, that reminds me of like a conversation I had on Twitter with uh, John from One Track Gamers. Uh, apparently, he has the game A Way Out, and I was mentioning on a previous episode with Joe Dreg mm, yes. being like, I downloaded this demo, and it was the full game, apparently, actually, 17 gigs of it, and it was like, oh, in order to play this game, you need to know someone who owns it. And, and I was yeah. speculating it's because it's like, specifically a multiplayer game you can't do anything single player and that's exactly why and i don't know it's just interesting because john says he had a copy of it and he'd explained that that my speculation was correct and that's exactly how so i told him like we should play together sometime so maybe we can get that going we'll see yeah and it's also um it is required to have two people playing it but only one person needs to own it so for example you can just download the demo version and if you play with john who owns the you know paid for it he can essentially host the game and then you play through the demo mode, but you get the full game. Right. Yeah. So it's just a workaround of uh, getting someone else to play, even if they don't have to buy it. So it's, it's a really neat idea. It's an easy way to, you know, kind of get a friend to play if they're not willing to commit the full 30, 40, $60, however much it was. Totally. Um, and then, you know, if they like it, they could buy it and do it with other people. Yeah. That's why it reminded me of like how that works with monster prom. So that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, way out's yeah, blowing, obviously, a ton of people playing it and stuff. Um, I saw a Let's Play of it. It seemed fine. It seemed like a really cool game, but it seemed like it was kind of a one-and-done game. It doesn't seem like there's much replayability to it. Right, so that makes I sense. Think, I think that helps with the demo mode where you don't necessarily have to commit to buying the full game, and you play, and you're like, ah, I didn't really care for it. It's like, well, you didn't pay for it, so there you go. Right. Yeah. Uh, what else? Oh, I didn't play it yet, but I downloaded stories the path of destinies um it's a game i saw way back and i believe the developers have a new game coming out or just came out recently so for like two days steam just had free copies of stories that you could just download for free permanently so i snagged that while i could uh for people listening it already happened so sorry damn it yeah (laughs) pretty much i was thinking like by the time i found out it was like almost over and i think it was like midnight for you so i couldn't tell anyone on the East Coast. But it's kind of a similar vein of Choose Your Own Adventure where you have to essentially do four chapters and it's like a Telltale game where you make your choice in those chapters and it's an action adventure so you run around third person uh, fighting monsters and stuff. Um, so there's like a lot, good deal of combat. You play as like a fox character in a bunch of anthropomorphized world and you make choices like do I want to side with my best friend or do I want to side, uh, you know, do I not trust him? And then later you're like, do I side with my ex-girlfriend or do I side, you know, against her? Do I kill this creature or do I save it and try to harness his power later? A bunch of like black and white, yes or no moral choices. And then those all compound into the ending. And the reason it's called Path of Destiny is because you have to play it at least four times minimum, I believe. Whoa. And at the end, you essentially fail and then reset, but your character has all the knowledge he had from the first playthrough. No shit. So you do it again and again and again, trying to get the right path. And there's multiple paths that are 
multiple victories, but for, you know, different instances or different sides or something like that. So it was a really neat idea. It's really cool. It kind of reminds me of, like, Nier Automata, like, where you have to play through it multiple times just to actually get, like, a real ending. You know what it reminded me of, briefly? Uh, that game that I brought up a while ago, I think, if I'm not mistaken, it was called The Last Day of June, and you play as that old man, like, reliving yeah. a scenario where you're crashing your car over and over again, and, like, <laughs> the different information you learn from the characters of how things ha- transpired that day, and how many different scenarios that could play out for it to end with her getting hit by a car. That game was nuts. The game was real sad. Yeah. Uh, it, but yes, and- it was good. It was good, but also, like, uh, I don't want to revisit it. <laughs> uh, I, we, I think we said it, like, when we first played it, because the developers were kind enough to actually give us free copies. Um, but it was just yes. like, game was great. Just just put a skip button in there. Just skip all those cutscenes. Oh. I don't have to do it over and over and over again. Like, uh, I forgot that complaint, and it's totally valid. Yeah. Otherwise, it was a great game. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. But, yeah, that one was kind of like you had to solve one puzzle, and there's only one solution and one ending to it. True. Oh, right. This one, there's multiple. So you like, there's multiple choices in each chapter, and each one of those choices has an impact. Okay. So it's kind of like a really wide-reaching Telltale game with like yeah. cool combat. That's so, sick. Um, it's not free anymore, but it still is. I believe uh, I'm looking at it now. Uh, like fifteen bucks. So that's real cheap for how much gameplay there is in it, and like you can really get your money's worth out of that. Cool. So I would recommend people checking that out. It's I haven't played it yet, but what I've seen of it, it's a real fun game, and I look forward to it. Especially because nice. it's it's like not RNG, but you have to do it multiple times. So that's like right on my alley because the other game I've played is Gungeon. Uh, <laughs> oh no! Uh, the good th- news is I'm almost done completely. The bad news is it's almost after like 200 hours. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, the good news is you signed up for some kind of Gungeon Rehab. <laughs> the bad news is I relapsed. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Because uh, I said I wasn't going to do with all four characters. I beat the endings with all four characters. I got the two secret characters. I beat the ending with one of the secret characters, and I'm trying on the last one. Oh, right shit. Now. Good luck. No, I'm, if you're that into it and it's such a good game that like really you enjoy that much, by all means, get that last character and do it. Yeah, and it's also you can buy like each time you play through, you get like credits to use out like you know outside of that run, like overall to unlock weapons. Okay, I bought every weapon. Uh, I think there's only one more I have to unlock, like besides secret ones that I have to do stuff for. Um, but yeah, so there's like five different stores. I bought all the weapons for all the stores. I did like most of the challenges. I got like eighty percent, eighty two percent of the achievements, and I got one hundred eighty seven hours in it. That's and, dope. I feel like. Uh, Certain gamers just have that, like, completionist gene in their system, but, like, only certain games bring it out of you. Like, I don't know. Well, that's the thing. I'm not even trying to do it for completionist because there's, there's, like, a few achievements I already saw that are just, like, beat every mode with every character on, like, beast mode, which is this, like, crazy challenge mode where every enemy, every attack from an enemy takes, like, two, does twice as much damage. The enemies are twice as, like... Uh, twice as much health and they're faster and there's more of them and it's just like fuck that like i'm not i'm not getting those achievements and i'm not even like a completionist i, I don't really care about the 100 i know you like you do it for uh playstation i know mark does it for certain games right um, he wrote like achievements this one is just it's just the rng dungeon crawler it's the same thing with uh binding of isaac it's just a super easy game to jump in it's always going to be different i like seeing the different ways powers combined uh, more so in Isaac because they really blend together, whereas this is just different weapons. 
but like it's just super easy and I can play it mindlessly where there's no story. I can have a movie or a show or a podcast running on my second monitor. So it's just my go-to, like instead of like solitaire or something, it's just an easy time killer while my ears are paying attention to something else. Right. So like, it's not even, I'm not even trying to be a completionist with it. It's just my go-to game. And you're getting that far. Yeah. And I'm, and I happen to be completing it as I do it. That's cool. So, yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed it, and my buddy bought it for me for, like, Christmas, and he knew this is exactly what was going to happen. And I appreciate it, because I actually got to play the game, and it's great, I like it. I also hate him for it, because he knows this is a problem I have. He knows I was going to just get addicted to it and put almost 200 hours in. Yeah, sounds so, like it. Yeah. It's one of those things, it's like, uh, it's like your grandma, like, just shoveling cake into your mouth. It's like, oh, but it makes you happy. It's like, yes, grandma, but you're killing me. Like, yeah, I'm I know you just want my ha- Yeah, <laughs> I know you just want my happiness, but it's I'm dying from it. So it's something like that. Uh, oh, and the other game I play is General Jousting. But <laughs> yeah. oh, Jesus! Uh, Devolver Digital, who also published uh, Enter the Gungeon, had a big sale on Steam, and General Jousting was just like three bucks. So I was like, yeah, you know what? Why not? Let's just do it. Let me just yeah. get it. See how it is. I feel like I would be constantly giggling the entire time. <laughs> I mean, it is fun. It's the there's local multiplayer and online multiplayer where if you aren't aware of this game, you play as genitals. You play as a dick, a pair of balls, then it has a sphincter between the two testicles in the back. And you so try to find your way in. You get try you try to fuck your other friends, and then online you also get points if you get fucked. Like so if someone goes in you and you go in someone else, you both get points. Sort of. And it's just, it's super dumb. Everybody wins. <laughs> yeah, everyone gets fucked and we won it. Um, it's super dumb, super like obvious and crass and blue. And, you know, it's exactly what it is. And they pull no punches. And I, I got to respect that to a certain part. But um, there's actually a single player, which I didn't hear too much about before I played. And it's very, very, very similar to the Stanley uh, Parable or Parabola. As uh, Nick loves uh, loves when we call it. Oh um, Jesus! Yeah, uh, but it's very similar to Stanley uh, Parable, where it's just like a very meta game. You play as a genital, like as a wiener and balls, and everyone else is like it's just that's what everything is in that world. And like you're going through your day to day life, and like you're trying to impress the girl you want to take to the high school reunion and all this stuff. And the funny thing is, you play as a dick and an asshole. And you find out that you're a dick and an asshole, in the oh. sense that in the sense that you're a bad person. Right, I follow. And, like you keep going to all these bars and keep talking to these like other other wieners that are supposed to be women, but there's no way to tell other than like how some of them are dressed. But then you can also wear a dress, so it's just like everything's a wiener. So it's just weird. Um, but yeah, you like talk to all these other uh, characters. And, like, it's just like, man, why is it not working out for this guy? Why does it keep backfiring him every time? And at the end of the game, you find out, like, you're just a jerk. Like, you're a bad person. But there's no dialogue, so you can't tell. It's just one narrator. Um, so it's just, like, kind of a weird thing where it's like, oh, you're a dick and an asshole. And then you're a literal dick and an asshole. So it's just, like, really odd. Moral but- of single player. You are <laughs> what you fuck. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, and it's, I mean... Part of me's just got to respect that because they went for it and they actually made a decent game out of it, like as absurd the concept is. And apparently, Digital Devolver, the publisher, is already apologizing for their E3 press conference and it hasn't even happened yet. 
So this is right on brand with them. This is right up their alley, and they know exactly what they're doing. And it's working well. They publish a ton of indie games, even if they don't develop them all. They publish a lot. So I, I'm glad to support them and to help pray God that EA never buys them out. And I'm hoping by them being so blue and crass and over the top, any corporate any corporate company won't. So I hope yeah. they stay indie. Speaking of blue and crass, aren't you glad Bren's black, listener? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I <laughs> Just mean, had the joke. You, you know this is coming. Yep, no, I, I support it full-heartedly. I also think you know what this is coming is also a line in general. Oh, Jesus. Anyway. <laughs> um, but I believe that's all I've been playing. Yes, that's all okay. I've been playing. How about you? Um, I'm very boring, but I have a little interesting update. I logged in the Rocket League after like many weeks off. I went on a vacation with my girlfriend, so that was really Ooh. nice to kind of just like unplug. I didn't like check Twitter, didn't do anything. It was pretty cool. But then coming back to like a shitload of emails and missed calls and shit, it's like, ah, fuck. Yeah. Um, but it was very uh, relaxing and got to some hiking in and, and stuff. Uh, but getting back to Rocket League, I saw that some kind of crazy update went live. They have new crates like Triumph crates. And the most notable thing I saw is that they have like a tournament mode. So yeah. I guess like players can create their own tournament like servers and then like I'm not exactly sure. It seems like you can select the team size. I saw one server was like at like 20 some players. I'm like, what the hell? Why would you have that many people on a team? So I'm not. Oh, oh, but it's because of brackets. I think it's all think about a Uh, tournament and all that and how that works. So there's how many people per team. Um, and you can, you can choose how like the matches, uh, work, whether it's best of three or all the different mutators are available. Um, how you handle tiebreakers, um, how it's joinable if it's public or if there's like p- password protected tournaments. So it's really cool that they added that feature. I feel like it's going to be really handy if you have a bunch of friends that play the game and you know other people that want to like team up and face off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always good, especially when they have like, because it's rare that you will get like 20 people to all play a game at the same time. Hell, it's rare for us to get like four people to play a game at the same time. Right. But like those few instances where you do want that, it's really comes in handy. Like I remember when Halo was really big, my brother for one of his birthdays had a 16 person land party, like with Halo and we brought over TVs and consoles and stuff. That's sick. It was awesome. But like, you know, that very, very rarely happens anymore. Plus, you know, online, because that was before online multiplayer was really super accessible, but like it's easier now, but it's also harder because so many games don't make local multiplayer games. Yeah. Um, But it's great to see Rocket League still doing that and like still, you know, very active in the development of their game and not moving on to the next one. They never cease to amaze me. It's insane how it's just consistently updated. And like, it's a game that I feel like is going to maintain traction. I'd be curious to see if they even are considering like Rocket League 2 or if they're just like, this game I can see lasting another five years easy as we continue to update it. Or if they just, I'm not quite sure. But it seems to me, though, this whole tournament mode is something that had already been in existence, just not available to the general public as far as like when they would do things like esports. Like, I think they had some kind of like internal setup so like they could easily host these matches and like, I don't know. I, so I think once they had that available, they're like, oh, well, we should just make this uh, available to the public. Everyone's going to want that. And here it is. So it's cool that they included that in an update. And yeah. Props to Rocket League. The game's still fun. It just sucks when you take a few weeks off, you get a little rusty and drop oh. down a couple ranks. <laughs> God, yeah. With anything competitive, I, I feel that immediately with Overwatch. And 
I, I would say, well, I was going to say, could there be a Gungeon competitive scene for Gungeon? Like, it's just speedrunning? Potentially. Just That'd be kind of cool. I feel like if you can think of it, it probably exists. Yeah, probably. I'm sure someone's done it on uh, Twitch. And it's a game like that where it's so full of RNG. Like, you definitely get skills and, like, ref- like gain reflexes of how to react to certain enemies. But there's so much RNG where it's just like, nope, you got a bunch of shitty guns this run. Uh, sorry. Like, you're not going to win this round. But yeah, I, th- I I would be very surprised if Rocket League made, like, a Rocket League 2. I think they're going to keep Rocket League alive and just keep updating and all that stuff as much as they can, which is good. Like, it's, you know, it's working. It's not like it's you know, over-monetized or anything uh, stupid like a bunch of other games now. But I think if that studio did a second game, it would have to be a brand new IP and, like, something completely original. Right. Might be tough. They might want to stay with the safe Rocket League they know. Yeah, and I don't know. Saying it's not over-monetized is probably wrong because it's got so many, like, uh, like the crates and, like, it's just lots of in-purchase, in-game purchases and stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, uh, it's not over-monetized in the sense, like, of like a uh, Battlefront Two, where like you have to buy the stuff to win. Like it's all yeah. cosmetic for Rocket League, right? There's nothing yes, like, skill. no, totally. The only yeah. there might be a few like skill related cars you can get that are like DLC cars that I don't know. I don't buy them, so I wouldn't. I feel like the difference in speed would be like negligible. So I'm not quite sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I hope they stick it that way. But I mean, it's massive, so it's not like there's not enough people playing and buying the game. So I th- I think they'll be fine. Yeah, but and that's the thing. Since I was away on vacation and stuff, I didn't get around to playing too many games. One other one that I will bring up is the mobile game I've been playing for the past like month at least now. Uh, that game I mentioned, Slope Down First Trip, and it's just like you're an orb traveling at high velocity going down through levels. It's kind of interesting. I noticed like if you look at the levels, like sometimes there's like, like pine trees off on the side and like different, like just landscapes and stuff. The pine trees are always like constantly breathing, like go, like, like going larger and smaller, larger and smaller. And I'm thinking to myself, why would you do that? It seems like an unnecessary resource to make it like kind of the whole world is like pulsating. I, I guess that was a style choice that they were going for. Long story short, I'm putting that aside. It's just something very, really bizarre that i noticed recently i enjoy the game thoroughly i'm having a blast i still haven't spent any money on it even though it like there's all sorts of ads and that is a giant pain in the ass and that is what really is the reason i bring this game up because there was something ridiculous in an ad i saw during this game that was so unbelievable that i can't like just like let it pass over and yeah, yeah it was too insane okay but all right so I'm currently level 17, and I come across this ad. You come across ads all the time, but this one is a recurring one for this thing called Top Hatter, and what they advertise themselves as. And God, we're not sponsored by them. Fuck this <laughs> shit. Uh, they're basically <laughs> that's how like, you know we're not sponsored by them. When you tell them to go fuck themselves. Yeah, it's like they're the way they uh, promote themselves. They're like, it's like eBay, but every auction's 90 seconds. I'm like, fuck that. That, oh, sounds, that sounds horrible. I feel so, like that's the worst part of eBay. is yeah. how quick it is. And so, and also as they're showing the ad for this, they're like showing all these like, yeah, buy like wedding rings and like 
uh, uh, what Fitbit watches and smartphones and shit for like for like it's like every bid starts at a dollar. I'm like, you gotta be this. It's like such a scam. It's so noticeable. And one of the one things that really stuck out to me is like they're showing what you're you're supposed to assume is a PSP. It looks like identical to a PSP, but where it says PSP, it says PVP. And I googled it, and I'm like, what the hell? PVP PlayStation uh portable ripoff, and it's totally a thing. It's like not worth shit. It's a it's a joke, and I can't believe that they <laughs> had that in their advertisement. But uh, no, it gets worse. This oh, is I the can. one. I can believe that. Yeah. Uh, all right. So there's like I feel like they paid people to be in their in their commercial to be like act excited that you're winning an auction, and they show a bunch of different scenarios of people doing that. And there's this one old dude. He's like in his like garage or some shit. Like, and he's on his phone, like super intense, about to buy something. But the thing that stuck out to me, and I even took a screenshot of it on my phone because I was like, this is too ridiculous. This guy is literally wearing three pairs of headphones. Two wrapped, and they're all the exact same brand yeah. and style of headphone, but a different color. So there's a green and a blue one around his like neck area, just like both like it's so like cluttering. It seems like it'd probably be choking him. And then he's got a red <laughs> one on his ears, like he's actually listening to it while he's furiously top hattering on his phone, trying to and what I, I, trying to bid on what I can only assume is another pair of headphones because he doesn't have enough. <laughs> he needs purple. Or yeah. Um. Yeah, I saw that, and you jokingly said, like, oh, it's a pair of headphones for different things, for one for podcasts, one for music, one for video games. And I believed you for a because, <laughs> like, it's just so dumb and consumeristic, and, like, I wouldn't doubt someone trying to do that of, like, oh, no, like, this this pair of headphones really, like, syncs up with the music and is, like, hardware wired specifically to sync up with, like, like music tune, like, tones and stuff, rather than, like, video games or, like, movies or something. Yeah, but like, yeah, that's also the thing. They're all the same pair. I get like audiophiles who love like you know different turntables and this and that and speakers and stuff. But like, yeah, if you have a bunch of different headphones, I would imagine they're different headphones, not just different colors of and the same pair. They all look like gaming headphones to me, and that's the thing. I don't know when I put my gaming headphones like off my ears and around my neck, it's like very kind of constricting in the neck area. Oh, yeah. This guy looks like he's about to get decapitated by headphones. Like he has too many on and it's just, it's just bizarre. And it's funny because it's in a commercial. It happens so quickly that I feel like, Oh, no one's going to notice this guy looks weird as fuck, but he's also probably thinking like, I look cool as shit. I'm hip. I got all this <laughs> technology all over me. Hip like the kids. Yeah. Like this guy. Oh man. What well, the, the fuck? commercials. If you stop and actually look at them for a second, just like, what is happening here? That that's kind of the whole point of this. It it just blew my mind. I'm not a very observant person to be honest, but when I saw that and like it triggered in my brain, like, wait, what the fuck? I always remember uh, there was a Campbell's soup uh, ad where a little girl wants Campbell's soup. Mom says no, you had it too much, and they leave uh, the supermarket, and then the soup can falls off the shelf and then rolls after them and like follows their car on the highway. Oh, and, like, God. into their house and the girl's like yeah we got it anyway and i just think like what kind of world do you live in where cans of soup are sentient and like not only can move on their own but have thoughts and can hear people and know to follow people. like that's horrifying why did you create that world in my head well it's because of marijuana and people like that are creating <laughs> these commercials are high on drugs but no and that's another that reminds me of like a I don't know if it's an investment bank commercial or whatever but there's like some sentient piggy bank running around and that one's just too disturbing to oh, even geez. witness so not a fan 
it, yeah, it's, it's those things where you just put a little extra thought into it and it just changes completely. Like it just reopens a whole new bag of questions. Really does. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's oh. basically all the games I've been playing. What What do you got? I will say though, listening back to the uh, previous episodes, specifically yours with uh, Judge Greg, you guys were talking about The Last of Us, which. Oh, no, you, don't. Oh, damn. Well, I, <laughs> I wrote it down because I remember I wanted to talk about it and make something clear. Okay. Uh, I won't argue with it. Like, it's, it's your guys' opinion. I, you know, can't argue with that. That's how you guys feel about it and stuff, uh, especially story wise. Like, that's all objective or uh, subjective. Sorry. Right. Yep. Yeah. But I will say, you guys were talking about the gameplay and how it kind of felt janky and, like, the controls weren't really smooth. And, like, you, like, uh, Greg was talking about how he saw, like, a bunch of clickers and he was like, oh, God, I don't want to do this, like, because it was such a hassle. And I That's on us, out, yeah. Well, I just wanted to point out, like, that was done intentionally. Like, it's not like a lot of games where it's like, oh, Naughty Dog uh, rushed it through production and the controls are garbage and they didn't put much thought into it. Uh, I would just want to say the controls were intentionally hard to play because you're always meant to play a weaker character. You weren't supposed to see the clickers and be like, oh, I don't want to do this. You're supposed to see the clickers and be like, oh, no, I can die at any moment. That's why, like, the shivs, which are so critical to everything in that game, there's so few of because they want to make you feel weak and like in terror and scared of your surroundings vulnerable because yeah vulnerable yeah because that's what joel and ellie are feeling that's so yeah wow that really makes it like a next level game mechanic yeah it's kind of a storytelling method through the gameplay itself not what you're doing in the gameplay but how the gameplay operates totally so that's why he like wanted they wanted you to be like a little slower and stuff uh when you're playing his joel versus ellie so like it's why he's not as quick I'm glad you pointed that out. That makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, I just wanted to uh, clear that up because I think it was a really neat idea and I just wanted to make sure it wasn't like a mistake. It wasn't like an accident. They did that very intentionally and I think that's one thing I really liked about it. That's yeah. all. Everything else is subjective and how you feel. So Yeah, we had one hell of a Twitter debate about that, but that was that was fun. <laughs> it's it's like the fucking pineapple and pizza for us. Like anytime it comes up, it's just like, oh here we go. Oh or or life is strange. It's just well, like fuck great. <laughs> I, okay, I'm gonna do it real quick. We don't gotta go oh, into Jesus. this too far, but it's like history repeating itself, man. I feel like I need to make a meme of this. Of like, what was it? What year was it? 2016 when we had the white and gold, black. And oh blue god dress. damn it! Not this. Okay, I fucking hold left on. work I today, know. just like flipping people off. Like it's I don't totally do bullshit. This. It's totally bullshit. Now it's the year 2018, and people are like, "What do you hear, Laurel uh. or Yanni?" And it's so stupid. I the first time I heard it, I'll be 100 percent honest. I heard both, and I'm like, I can understand why people hear both and it's just all frequencies like i don't know it's and people are at the end of the day it's just the same thing with people being like this dress is actually blue and or black and blue it's like this audio clip is actually uh the somebody recorded the sound laurel so i'm it's just weird and it's stupid that it, something so simple can go viral like why couldn't we have figured out yanni and laurel sound exactly the same in that weird way and been like but it made it been like abts like dot com <laughs> like that shit that's not even right but <laughs> so that goes but I mean, that goes viral and then we're fucked damn it but it's, it goes viral but then you can't do anything with it it's not like we could have branded that and be like hey if you wanted the official yanni laurel app make sure you download it like you can't do anything with that yeah that's part of the reason why it went viral. We could have been like, like, that dress is ours, but it's not. Yeah, it's, yeah. If he, if that dress had, like, a big, like, uh, I don't even know. What bird with arms. Forever 20, oh, bird with arms. Uh, but if it had, like, Forever 21 plastered on the front of it, people wouldn't have argued about it as much because it was just, it was kind of blank. It was simple. It's just stripes. But if it had, like, a logo or something, you'd be able to, you know, 
differentiate <laughs> that, but you'd also be able to differentiate like based on that and stuff. So like, yeah, it went viral, but no one's profiting off of it. Like, you can't do anything with. Yeah, that. except the actual musician Yanni. I think he got a <laughs> look. In... I thought about that. I was like, is yeah. he just like, is his mailbox just exploding right now? He's just like, oh no, what? Oh, what happens? Dude, that mustache. He deserves the attention. <laughs> oh jeez. All right. Well, that's the thing. I have a game of what's that sound prepared. If you're down to play, sure. I'm right. terrible at it. Let's play what's that sound. So we're playing what's that sound. I got. It's a game of three sounds, though, but this time each sound has a helper sound because they're all kind of challenging, and I'm (laughs) eager to see what you think of them. Uh, Because you know I'm terrible at this. Well, that's what I mean. It's kind of random. So let's just see what you think of sound 1A. sounds familiar and i mean the helper sounds not much help but i think maybe we can listen to it right away if you need it let me know and maybe we could do do a guess though because it's like it's like robotic but it's nothing like iconic it's not like glados from portal or something right yeah all right i'll take one guess and then we'll go with the helper sound that Um, sounds good fallout no, but I can understand why you guessed that. That was decent. I'm trying to think of something. It, it seems like something where the main character would go up, give the weapon to it, and then it would, it would repair the durability of that weapon. So I'm trying to think of games like that. I'm hoping there's a little bit more context clue in this next one, but like I said, not much. It's going to be kind of very similar sound. But let's listen to the helper sound. 1B now. Life support power. No. There's a little uh, bit of music in there, too. It definitely sounds like more familiar with that one, but still... So there's life support and there's temperature, so I'm guessing it's in space. Um, I'm guessing it's like a space exploration where you like walk around. Can confirm. Do you know if I have played it for sure? No, but I think the answer to that would be no. It's a No Man's Sky. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> very well done wow dude the deducing there was like chef's kiss good that was really good <laughs> Mwah. yeah uh yeah i uh, i definitely i was wondering if it was like pray for a bit and then there just was nothing else in that sound clip and i was like what is a game that has absolutely nothing and space yeah and i was thinking i was just struggling to even come up with like the most iconic sounds and i'm just thinking for someone who actually plays that game like regularly they'd probably be like oh i recognize that robotic voice so i got a couple of different phrases from that and a little bit of the there's not the music so just like spacey and bland i don't know i didn't really see anything too iconic that i could choose from because there's nothing in it. There's just nothing in the game. Yeah, it, um, even watching the gameplay as I was fishing for sound effects, it didn't seem. I'm I'm glad I didn't invest in it like day one. Whereas like yeah. it seemed like a super overhyped game, and I'm 
I don't know. I think I would enjoy it uh, just like casually, but just, I don't know. I'm not quite that, sure. People are saying like, there's updates, though. Uh, didn't Bastin mention, like, in our Slack, uh, there's, there's a like big... A multiplayer update? Yeah, in July, yeah. this year. So, I guess uh, they still have plans for that. Whatever. Uh, I could see it as, like, a cool, relaxing, just exploration kind of zen game, like a like a rock garden sort of, like, game where you just relax and chill with it. But they weren't offering that. They were hyping it up to no end. And, like, at a certain, at a certain point, I knew it was not possible they could do this, and I just didn't believe any of it. But apparently the lead developer, like the guy who went out there and hyped up all the shit and just straight up lied about a ton of it, apparently people are after him. Like, they don't know where he is because people are trying to hunt him down because he owes a lot of people money. What? So, that's yeah, apparently, legit? Uh, that's what I, I, I heard that like from someone secondhand at work, so I don't know how true it is, but I wouldn't be surprised because he was definitely the face of it and just blatantly lied to so many people. That's so, insane. Wow. I wouldn't doubt it. I bet he like somehow like transferred his body into his own video game is now like traveling space and he's like, You'll never catch me. <laughs> Isn't that the plot of both Sword Art Online and Ready Player One? Yep, that sounds about right. <laughs> Probably. Alright. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's see. Uh this one I think you're gonna nail more quickly, but let's hear your thoughts on two A. I know exactly what this. Yeah, is. you did. That's what I mean. There's a helper sound that's gonna confirm it, but let's. I know your guess is gonna do it. Weirdly enough, like the initial sound is like it's like mid combat, so it's just all clustery. But the din din, the really quick in the beginning, I knew immediately what that was. Oh, nice! Is, once again, it's weird what sticks in your brain and what doesn't. Like, like. It's not even like, I heard that sound the most. Like, I might have, I might not have. But it's just like, for whatever reason, that specific pitch and tone and, like, frequency of the noise, just, like, it's deep in my head somewhere. Me too. And as a diehard fan, it, like, just deeply rings, like, it strikes a chord with me. And as, like, having various, like, PS3 themes, or, I mean, PS4 themes, uh, they utilize that sound effect as you, like, navigate certain menus and shit. Anyway, yeah. I'm I'm sure you know what it is by now. Yeah, let's play the second sound effect just uh, for anyone who might not know, and then I'll say what it is. Then the big reveal, sound 2B. Heal! Yep, that's that's a sound you hear a lot, especially if you're bad at the game like I am. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, it's Kingdom Hearts, I'm gonna say 2. Up. Oh. You got the franchise, but not the right. Damn, it's the first one. No, it's three. I took that from a Wait, freaking oh. gameplay trailer from a trailer. So I guess it was gonna be tricky. I knew you would get the you, the game right anyway. But that's the thing. I guess since it's not out, I shouldn't do bitch. that. Yeah, there's a. You I don't know if I've done that. Ah, uh, true. But hey, you did get it. Um, but that is Kingdom Hearts three sound effects. I was trying to think. I'm like, he sounds older. Right. And three's not out yet, so it's got to be the most recent game with Sora, so it's two. No, that was makes perfect sense to me, but uh, in general, the the clusterfuck of like the combat sounded even a little more upgraded, too. And God, I watched some yeah. gameplay of that. They had a reveal for that game, and God, it looks so good. There's still no release date, but uh, people are playing it and writing articles about it, and there's all sorts of new gameplay footage, including Wreck-It Ralph in like, the Toy Story area and uh, all sorts of crazy shit. One thing that uh, I'm a little concerned about is because like I don't even follow half of that shit. I didn't see Wreck-It Ralph. There's going to be all these like 
characters and references that are going completely over my head as an uh, as an adult now that and also they're incorporating things like from the disneyland like attraction like the, the locations yes the actual theme park it's like oh well this ride like Sora has the ability to use like this like special gun that's like associated with that ride and i think that's like taking it a little too far in a weird direction I, although i read an article where someone's like i enjoyed how like the combat is evolving even further because i remember going from kingdom hearts one to two it was like a crazy uh evolution including like the different like forms he can go into like there's three different uh types i haven't played two in recent years i i have it like i just started a file actually so i lied but i didn't get to the part (laughs) where uh sora has like got his different forms and stuff so i can't remember i think one was like valor and there's a bunch of different shit it's really cool uh but this yeah it seems like they're taking it to the next level but it also concerns me because i'm like how complicated is it going to be is it going to seem like uh, like overwhelming the options of like combat which might be a good thing might not be i just want to be one of the people that says they've got a chance to play it but i won't be able <laughs> to obviously until it comes out and it's available to the public i i should just pre-order it but at this point i uh, don't i won't because no. i don't i i'm worried you might be right and it's still just like all just like a joke and they're just gonna be like oh they pull out the rug from under us and it's just like it's not coming out that that would i i in my deep heart i don't believe that's the case but it's just like (laughs) oh man it's just so frustrating it's been too long that it's like you guys are toying with my emotions like i (laughs) i if in full honesty i do believe the game will come out like soon and stuff it's just a running joke yeah i love to tease you about it i know um i do say still don't pre-order it though a because we no longer in, are in the age of physical games, where it's almost all digital at this point, so you don't need to worry about the store running out of physical copies. Um, right. Maybe for like limited edition stuff if you want that. Um, but I still say don't. I mean, maybe if you really want like a special collector's edition that you can only get by pre-ordering it, sure, go ahead if you really want it. Right. But like, I still hear stories of like certain games where like, oh yeah, we pre-ordered this. Uh, Dead Island Two. We talked about with Philomar. Uh, oh yeah, where he recorded for it. Like he recorded voiceover for the first one, and then the trailer set the tone differently. It was supposed to be a comedy, and this trailer was so dramatic they reworked the entire game. Apparently, they were doing a sequel, and people pre-ordered it, and the game just never came out. Uh. They, the, the company went bankrupt, ended up selling like all the assets to another company, and they made a new game out of that. So people who pre-ordered it, like the, the game's not coming out, and apparently some stores still have it as if it is, so they never got refunded. But the company doesn't exist anymore. So that's it's never insane. So like, there's still stuff like that where I'm like, don't necessarily pre-order because you never know what can happen between. Like, you don't want to give your someone the money on a promise because it can easily just be broken. Though, granted, it's Squeenix, Square, uh, Square Enix, Disney, like fucking massive companies. Right. Like, they're not going to they, go under. Totally. But you never know what could happen. Like it could be like Kojima, where like, oh, the head director leaves the company, and now the game is in purgatory forever. Like, right? Uh, Metal Gear Solid Five. It's not finished. There's supposed to be like a chapter two to it, and it's never going to happen now because Kojima left before it was done. Uh, so yeah. Like, granted, the all the other game is still super satisfying and easily one of the best games I've ever played in my life by far. But like, there's not a satisfying ending to it because of inner turmoil in the company. So, like, I'm still, uh, you know, scared to pre-order stuff. I still don't believe it's necessary. And all it's going to do is encourage more incentives to do pre-order bonuses. And just it gives the company too much power that they already have. 
Yeah, so, well, you're right in saying that, like, Disney and Square Enix, they're not just going to go bankrupt all of a sudden and go under, but, like, what could happen is it could just be another 10 years until the fucking game came out, because that's already yeah. what's happened, and it's like, God, I just am worried about that. It's like, you've already made me wait so long. People <laughs> writing the reviews are like, oh, I never even really played a Kingdom Hearts game, but it brings a smile <laughs> to my face, and I'm like, how can you even jump in at this point? It's just like being like, that's got to be the most confusing shit of all time, and it's just like, I don't know, It there's a lot to it, I feel like... Ah, uh, it's uh, I don't know. I I want to play, it, and the guy that wrote the review that I'm that I'm remembering, I think it was Polygon. It could have been one of the others, but he was <laughs> like, I think the gameplay will be worth the wait that the fans have been like waiting. And I'm like, God, you you say that and you're not a true <laughs> fan. You have no idea what I've been through. I literally remember beating like Kingdom Hearts two like the year it came out and being like, Oh man, there was only like a two or three year turnaround from the last game. It'll be no yeah. time till Kingdom Hearts three. And it's like, I don't know, all the offshoots in the meantime that I got to half of them, if that. <laughs> so many. I looked it up because I was curious. Haley Joel Osment voices Sora, the main character. Yes. He originally voiced in Kingdom Hearts 1 when he was 14. Holy did, fuck. Did Kingdom Hearts 2 when he was 17, three years later. He recorded Kingdom Hearts 3. I mean, granted, like, especially being in some of the voiceover stuff and seeing how long it takes, they recorded, you know, he could have recorded uh, Kingdom Hearts when he was like 12 and it took two years to get the game out, out and finished. Like, they tend to record their stuff way ahead of time. Okay, yeah. But just going off the release dates, he recorded it when he was 14, 17, and 30. Yeah. In 13 years between uh, 2 and 3. That's un- That's just not right. It's so not cool. To put it in perspective, the entire God of War franchise, including the most recent one, right. is in the time span of 2 and 3. And uh, Kingdom Hearts. That's what I'm pro- talking about. I feel like they delayed this game to include like newer and newer franchises. Like, oh, well, now we got Star Wars. Oh, and now I'm, yeah. I'm not even saying Star Wars is going to be in the game. It probably isn't. It's probably just going to be like fucking uh, Frozen and fucking. I I'd be know. very surprised if Star Wars isn't somewhere, even if it's just a lightsaber keyblade. Right. Like, even if that's it. Like I a wink and a nudge. Yeah. Or yeah, nod. I, I mean, mean, they had Tron in the second one. Like, fucking Tron. Yeah. You know, that was before uh, Tron, the sequel to Tron, whatever that movie was that no one really cares about. So, yeah. like, they referenced an old, like, a 20-year-old Disney property. So, maybe. Well, what I don't understand is one one thing that they continue to keep returning to is uh, Hercules World. Like, I just feel like we've done it. We've done it two, three times now. Like, I don't know. Can't we? I, I appreciate <laughs> the new worlds, but, like, yeah. I don't know. I'm curious if they're going to have Atlantica. Like, I feel like they have to scratch that off the list. Like, they know nobody likes that shit. Um, <laughs> I'm afraid they probably will, though. Just because uh, me too. They change it like it changes everything where you're now like a fish creature and Donald's an octopus and Goofy's a turtle. Like I feel like it's just because it's so different than everything else. They're gonna do it again. Yeah, I just I'm with you though. I'd prefer if they didn't, but yeah, they probably it'd will. Be great if it's just all new worlds, but I know that's asking too much. Anyway, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I will, that... I will say I think you know. Granted, I'm biased because I fucking love Hercules. The Disney Hercules is one of my favorite movies of all time. But I think they just keep doing it because it's not. The world of Hercules they like, it's the mode. It's just the combat. It's the arena mode. And they have that in so many games where you can just do, you know, horde mode of just endless waves of enemy. Yeah. And they already have that built in with, the like, from the first game in Hercules. So that it's makes less sense. about... Yeah, it's less about the world and those characters. So much it is is what it does for the game. The yeah, game a level up mechanic and other things. Yeah, yeah that makes perfect so sense. I think that's the only reason they keep it. But I, I do enjoy it. 
No, me too. So that you did, it's just, this is also reminding me that earlier this year, I was like, I'm platinuming 1.5 and 2.5 HD <laughs> remix on PS4. And I like totally fell off the map with uh, Chain of Memories because it's such a bitch having to do that for both <laughs> characters. So I might get back yeah. into that a little bit now that Kingdom Hearts 3 is like in the like it's, news and it, stuff. It's in your grasp. You can see, you can yeah, see the finish line. I, yeah, the the light at the end of the tunnel. It's. I <laughs> hope it's going to happen. So, and speaking of that, you did uh, win. What's that sound? So that. Uh, but we oh, do right. have. We're still doing that. I know, right? That's, <laughs> we got a little off track. Uh, but we have a one little. final uh, sound here. Let's see if you can do the hat trick. It also has a helper sound. I'm curious if we'll, if you'll need it. Let's see what you make of sound three A. Yeah, it's not very helpful, but it's it's interesting. I feel like if you think about what you're hearing, you might put some like two and two together. Maybe not though. It is. I think the second sound is more iconic for players of this game, which I clearly am not one of them. <laughs> Do you know whether or not I've played it? No, I suspect maybe you have, but I don't necessarily know. Given your gamer history, I don't think you would play this game. Hmm. Oh wait, actually, oh man, maybe that's a a really bad assumption to make. It's it's definitely the later part of that clip it has more uh to go off of. Right. Um the first part just sounds like someone running across a wooden bridge, but then there's like twinkling in it every now and then. Yeah, that's um, really good like sort of clue. Um Yeah. Let's maybe get a guess and then think of uh, get a chance to listen to sound the helper sound. All right, I'm gonna say because it's kind of in the news with an HD remaster coming out. I'm gonna say Spyro. No, but I that makes sense to me. Good guess. I was thinking the twinkling was like the uh, sparks, the dragonfly, and then at the end he's like hitting something because there's also not like dialogue like exactly like or something. When he hits something, he'll say something. He'll quip. And like Jack and Daxter, they'll hit something or Ratchet and Clank, I think they usually quip in it and stuff. So it's not that. Nope, but let's give the helper sound a chance. Let's hear that now. That really doesn't help. I know, that's the thing. Uh, I feel like maybe people who play this game are like, oh, duh, Brent, it's this. But that's what I mean. Obviously, clearly, we don't play, I don't think. So we don't play. So you're including yourself in that? Yes, I do not. I I would I would give it a chance though. All right. So it's not Crash Bandicoot because I I thought that was the warping uh, sounds. Um, jeez. Yeah, I'm trying to think if if you ask for hints, I might be able to give it to you because you already won, and this is just for shits and giggles. Yeah. What system is it on? Or is that like too much of a giveaway? No, that's the thing. I. I know it's available on PS4 for sure, but I think it's also on Steam and other things. Okay, because I was going to say PS2. Ooh, here's a hint. I think they're... Uh, oh, I'm not sure. I think this is a rumor. One of those leaks that you love so much. Oh, uh, your boy. For E3, I think they're leaking that this game will be available for Switch. Ooh. 
I did hear, um, apparently, because retail seems to be the biggest uh, guilty party of this recently. Apparently, uh, Walmart put up on their site games that are coming out soon for vi- like video games. Yeah. And that kind of leaked, like I think, like 10 or so titles. So, and some of them were, like, pretty obvious. Some of them were, like, you know, like, Madden 2018 or something. Like, something like everyone knows. <laughs> yeah. Um, who would have guessed? <laughs> yeah. I think there's only, like, two or three that were actually kind of like, oh, that's actually interesting. Uh, ba- uh, Borderlands 3 was one of them. So, uh, I'll probably end up getting that because I like those games. Uh, boy, is this, like, a... I want to say, like, maybe, like, an action platformer. Like, where it's a... 3D over the shoulder platformer. Like, I'm, yes now that my head's and in no. There, I um, think that's like a yes and no. Like now that my head's in there, I'm thinking of like the Ratchet and Clanks, the Crash Bandicoots. Like I, but I, yeah, wait. It's just not the platformer aspect of it. Man, I don't know what else. Like Twinkles, like that though, and like it was a PS4, and it might be on Switch. It's it's certainly not Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, <laughs> Is it? No. <laughs> I've said that plenty of times before, <laughs> no, and it is. No, that's too licensed in a PS exclusive. I don't see that one yeah, going away. That'd be, that'd be very uh, very hard to make that work. Oh, man. I don't know. I don't have a PS4. This isn't fair. Uh, you said it might be on Steam, though, so. I think so. And we haven't played it? Oh, No, boy. and it's very popular. And it's popular? Yes. That's why I we, chose it. We don't play popular stuff. Exactly. I play a game with a bunch of dicks in it. And it's not on Steam. I think it's because it's Microsoft like exclusive deal. You probably have to like use whatever the fuck they have. Like the Play Store or something. Oh weird. Because they've been really pushing with the Xbox one s and one x they're really pushing windows 10 compatibility yes so like so much of their stuff is now on steam which entirely killed the xbox one because like if you already have a computer why would i get a console now because i right. get it on my computer as well yep that's what it looks like with this game oh man i got no idea uh fortnite yes that is it what <laughs> yeah no shit is that is that is it it's definitely on computer time. Oh, that's what I mean. Okay, I thought so. And that I, yeah. I just know if I were to get around to trying it, I would do it on PS4. But yeah, the free Battle Royale and stuff, that's just so goddamn popular. Uh, yeah. And the sa- the second helper sound was actually the like sound of a victory, if I'm not mistaken. And the first one uh, was okay. the guy like just traveling around uh, laying uh, wooden like like. Oh, stairs. Yes, okay. exactly. Yeah, Trying yeah, to like yeah. that's what I was going for with that. So hopefully our listeners were able to figure that out. Yeah, it's not on Steam, but it is on PC. That's what um, I was trying to get at. Third party. Yeah. Um hell, it's even on mobile. It's on phones now. Like and it actually runs pretty well, but like it's hard to do because your fingers are both blocking the screen and like you have to click to build stuff, apparently. Yeah, and I also heard people uh, speculating that it's, like, really bot-ridden and that the people that you're killing aren't even real. (laughs) Probably, yeah. The matchmaking systems and servers for mobile prior atrocious. Yeah. But it's also, like, you can't communicate. You can't, like, text other people or go on voice chat. So, like, how would you know if they're real or not? So Totally. But, yeah, Fortnite is one... We talked about it before when they introduced Battle Royale mode where it's like, oh, there's a cheap grab to try and keep the game alive because the single player mode or the save the world mode wasn't doing it. 
uh, and they just it just fucking exploded now, and it's like the biggest game ever. Yeah, and it's crushing uh, PUBG now. Like it's you know leaps and bounds ahead of it. I you know what I'm fine with it. It's they put in the effort. It's a polished finished game, and you know some of the things they do sometimes like Epic's putting too much attention on it. Some people are saying, and that's what killed uh, Paragon. I think. Yeah, and they released all the assets onto their uh, game engine. But I mean, like, hey, they're cl- like it's making the money, and they're clearly putting effort into trying to make it as best as they can. So, like, that's what game companies do. Yeah, and it's so. clearly offering something unique enough that it's like stimulating such a large audience. And I don't know the fact that like what Drake showed up on that guy Ninja's stream and like oh, yeah. nearly broke Switch, like, and that was yeah, playing exploded. Fortnite. So, like, I feel like there's a huge demand for Fortnite content and people playing Fortnite. And I, that's the thing. I feel like it's, we have a video game podcast and none of the hosts play Fortnite. <laughs> so one of the most popular games of 2018, most likely, I'm not sure that might be an exaggeration, but it seems like a very popular one. You know, I wouldn't doubt it. I, I would say like most popular. Yes. I could see that as a very easy case to argue for like most successful. Uh, it's debatable. Like how you want to do it. Cause it's totally. free. Um, but yeah, definitely one of the most popular. I had a coworker talking to me about it. Like, oh, they did this update and this update. I was like, I don't play. I don't know what you're talking about. Totally. Um, it it's a battle royale. They're doing it like Call of Duty Black Ops Four, which just announced to be a uh, battle royale mode, and they're gonna have an un like an unusual single player mode, which tells me no single player mode is gonna be all multiplayer, pretty much. Yeah. Or at least that's what they're focusing on. I heard that too. So Battle Royale mode, I don't care about. I don't give a shit about. Like it's it's not a brand new idea. Other games have done it before. PUBG just got lucky with it and now they're trying to claim it as their own idea. Like they're trying to claim that whole genre as theirs, um, which they're dumb and they're falling behind for. Uh but I think Fortnite really is interesting because it has that building element of it where you can build bases and it just changes the whole gameplay and just makes it this whole unique thing now. And I don't play it, but it is, I'll see highlights on Reddit or online every now and then, and it's really entertaining to watch. I don't know what the fuck's happening, but it's at least cool to watch them and, like, how they build stuff and work around and how they cheat the system and, you know, kind of game the game and, like, you know, exploit loopholes. Like, there's a remote control rocket, and if you looped it around and got it right at your feet at the right angle, you could ride the rocket around with your character on top. (laughs) So, it was, like, it's really interesting to look at, and... You know, hey, good for them. They're wildly successful. Like, yeah. I'm sure, the, I'm sure their stock like skyrocketed. So, <laughs> hey, good on them. It worked. They put the effort in, and I can respect that a sure shit lot more than uh, PUBG, who I feel like just got lucky. Yeah, no, that makes sense to me, and that's a valid opinion. But before I forget, that's how we play. What's that sound? Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was a fun episode. Is there any like final like news topics or anything like else that you're interested in bringing up before we maybe wrap this one up with plugs? Yeah, it's it's been a while for me, so there were a few stories I wanted to just hit on real quick. Sure. Um, I'll do the speed round because I see we're already at the end of the episode. We Happy Few. We talked about it before. We thought it was really cool. We got bamboozled like everyone else by the E3 trailer that made it look like Bioshock. It is that post-World uh, War II game where uh, in this universe, uh, Germany won. And instead of being invaded by Nazis, England is just kind of burnt out and destroyed and left to die off on its own. Yes. And every, everyone takes the happy pills and walks around with, like, painted faces. I recall this. 
Yeah, it was kickstarted, and people who kickstarted it got a copy of the game when it came out, and it was for it was going to be thirty dollars when it got released. Apparently, Gearbox, the people behind uh, Borderlands uh, and a bunch of other games, I can't think of right now because I'm on the spot, uh, <laughs> but that company uh, got behind it after they saw how uh, much people were looking at it, started publishing it, so then the game went from thirty dollars to sixty dollars, and not only that, but everyone that kicked it on uh, backed it on Kickstarter got refunded their money, and now have to buy it at the full $60 price. That's so not only, ridiculous. Not only did they help create the game and bring it to early access, now they got kicked out of the game, and now they have to spend twice as much money on the game they already helped make. Wow, that is and the biggest fuck you to the people that s- gave you the initial support. I'd be the person that like gets... That's like, oh, well, now you have to buy it at full price. I'd be like, I don't even want the game anymore. Yeah, boycott it. Like, I fully understand people who feel that way. It's fully justified in my opinion. Oh, God. But, but we're not done yet. No. Someone also got the movie rights to turn it into a feature film. The game's not even out yet. It's in early access. It's in, like, early, early access. It's in, like, alpha. And people are trying to make it into a movie just because of that first trailer. That first trailer was so good. People were so on board with it. It got I, all of this. I can understand that because they're like, oh, such a unique concept and idea, but like, just let not the game really. exist. I, I mean, it's probably yeah. not really. It's just like alternate reality. It's like, whoa, that's never yeah. been done before. But Everyone's drugged up and happy, but in reality, they're not. You know, it's not the big, uh, it's not the most unique idea. It's definitely very interesting to look at. And like, I, I would have liked to seen it as like a Bioshock first person action adventure game. Me too. Not, that's what I wanted all along. And that's that, what everyone wanted. Yeah. And I think. I think that's might be what Gearbox is trying to turn it into after they saw kind of the backlash from the trailer because it turned out to be a third person survival like crafting game. Everyone's like, "What? No, no this is weird. like it's a really cool setting, but that's it. There's nothing else that's really as engaging." Right. So, I'm I can fully understand why people would be upset with this and I hope it works out because it does seem like a cool idea for a game and like a cool really cool setting. But, like, I can also see this just becoming the next No Man's Sky that just yeah. pissed off gamers left and right, and now no one will touch it. it. Sounds like a giant flop already to me, and, oh, man, the movie, it's, too. Like, we know how video game movies go. Good luck, pal. I, I I welcome any listeners to name me a good video game adaptation movie. Like, not like, oh, Mario Brothers is so bad it's good. Like, no, like, a actually good entertaining movie based off a of video game. Oh, clearly both Mortal Kombat movies. No, uh, oh, that's good. Like... <laughs> but like also those like they're fun nostalgia they're bad movies though. yeah like, they they're are. not good movies no no i'll no. watch them and get drunk but like they're bad movies yeah that's the only way to enjoy those yeah uh speaking of battle royale games and all that uh cliff Blazinski, the guy who created uh Here his we own go. studio uh boss key productions he was really big for unreal tournaments uh gears of war those were his really big uh, uh games uh, he's been in the industry for a long time. He's got a lot of experience. He made Lawbreakers, and that was a massive flop, and everyone laughed at it because it's real bad. Yeah, and dude. Then, you, I give you kudos to that. Like you called it out from the very get go. You're just like, this yeah. game sucks. It's not. I played the beta. It's not going anywhere. And I was like, oh, I, then I got a free copy, and I'm like, I'm really <laughs> enjoying this game. And then it, I fell off the map, and I'm like, oh, I don't even like that game anymore. And then you're like, and then. It just it just sucks because you were right all along, and I, I think <laughs> it, it had a chance there. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I live for, Doug. That's what feeds me. But it's true. You, you definitely called that one, and you were right. I mean, I played the alpha. I even played before the beta. I got, like, early. I think it was, like, two E3s ago when they were releasing keys. You had to, like, submit it to get one. And 
I know alpha is like a real early testing ground and it's, you can be really janky, but just seeing what the core concept of the game was, the bare bones of it, I didn't have faith in it. Like just seeing what like the structure of it at ground level was, I'm like, I don't, I don't think this will work. And sure enough, it didn't. And uh, the day they announced they were shutting down Lawbreaker servers, they also announced Radical Heights, their battle royale clone that they're going to try and uh, make money off of and just kind of survive with. Yeah, that is also shutting down because Boss Key Productions, the whole studio is uh, shut down now. Yeah, well, no shit. You shouldn't even have tried to make another game in such a short amount of time just to f- jump onto a trend in just to f- learn that it's all shutting down anyway. I would be so devastated if I was one of those developers being like, oh, uh, I'm working with a renowned guy like this guy. We have a future mm-hmm. here. Oh, Lawbreakers, it's doing bad, but it's it's not that bad, guys. Everything's going to be it's okay. It's going to be yeah. fine. It's going to be... And then everything just like, the lights Collapses. shut down. Yeah, it's just like, yeah. oh wow, they, they kicked you out. Of the studio. I don't think they saw it coming, and I don't think they're bad developers. I think those people probably are good. Like, yeah. like I mean, that's why it's it's that's the hardest part about this whole thing to swallow is that I did enjoy Lawbreakers, and I think the characters like in any other time frame or something like that game would have been like a super hit. I don't know, mm-hmm. like it's very bizarre to me. And any other lead developer, like Cliff Wazinski, like does some good work here and there, but he also talked so much shit and just kept putting his foot in his mouth and kept calling out Overwatch and like joking, like saying like, oh, this is the Overwatch killer and started like talking trash and started like building heat between him and other studios. It's like, that's not helping you, man. And sure enough, when I think Lawbreakers came out, Overwatch did a free weekend when Lawbreakers went free because they couldn't afford to... You know, they need to get anyone they could. I think Overwatch did, like, a double XP weekend. Like, they... Blizzard is ruthless. They did it with the other game. I, f- I always forget what it's called. Oh, but we fuck. talked about it before. Battle... Battle uh, Battleborn. Something. Battleborn. Battleborn. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, that was also uh, Gearbox, uh, the company that bought out uh, We Happy Few and Borderlands. Um, but yeah, I thought that was a good game, but they were, you know, kind of the rival for Overwatch, and when they released their game, Overwatch did this, like, half-off weekend, free weekend, so you could test it out, and if you like it, it's half-price, and, like, just kick the shit out of them. And they did it with, uh, Lawbreakers, too. Like, don't piss off Blizzard. They yeah. are ruthless. And, yeah, like you said, I think some of the developers and designers at Boss Keys, like, I think they're good employ- I think they're good workers, I think they got talent. It's just so unfortunate, and, like, I think you're right. I think they were jumping on the trends as soon as they could, both with the arena shooter games like Lawbreakers and Overwatch, and we're trying to get on that really early because that was like the hot genre of the you know month or year or so. And in Radical Heights, they jumped on battle uh, battle royale modes because that's what's popular, and they just needed to pay the bills. They didn't want to make the they love. They yeah. wanted to make a game that would make them money so they could stay afloat. Yeah, and that's and not I, a good way to run a business in all reality. It makes me think like when I used to play that game de- game dev story, it was all just like, oh, make this style of game for this much money. Like, I don't know. It just it seems very just like mechanical and if you don't have a passion, maybe it was doomed from the beginning. Yeah, and I can understand that mentality of like trying to get your foot on the ground, get just a really popular game to bring in some income early on, and then you can work on your past product once you're steady and you have at least like a year lease on your studio or yeah, something. Yeah, okay, that makes like, sense. Yeah, too. I, I get the mentality of it, but I think they just did it very poorly and like rushed it and just weren't focusing on the right aspects of the game. And they tried, they got Justin Rowland to voice a character and were like, oh, that's going to bring people in. It's like, not really. It's not even a main character. It's the ball that talked. 
Um, like we've had other studios on, like Triangle Studios. We had them on way early. Yeah, and they made a bunch of like kid games, like like really young educational games for like the 3ds or something. And I'm sure no one there like that was their passion project. No one that was not their creative baby for anyone at that studio. But it paid the bills, and I fully understand why they have to do that. And it's full, it's fine to just like here's a game. We know it's gonna make so much money. It's a licensed property from like a popular kids show or a popular movie or something. We just make it. Use some similar assets, reuse it, and just keep the lights going so we can afford to uh, build the game we really want to build and make that. Right. So, like, I, I don't, you know, blame anyone for doing that, but it just it wasn't worked out. And Cliff Wazinski was just a little too full of himself or way too full of himself and just got too much trouble. Like, it just didn't help. He had a statement where he's just like, I'm stepping away for a while now. Like, his something about his dogs, like, health is, like, failing, so he wants to spend time with family and everything. So, best of luck to the the developers that lost jobs there. I have a feeling yeah. they'll be fine. They'll probably be able to find work because of their talent, so good luck there. But it just, it all around is a bummer and kind of like, yeah, something you had, the writing was on the wall all along with this podcast. We've been calling out, like, Lawbreakers, it, it's failing. And yeah, now Bosky is gone. Yep. And I know they're based out of like North Carolina, so I think they're in like Raleigh. And I know there's a few other studios like popping up around there, so I think that's like a new gaming town. Like that's kind of where I guess there's some incentive there, but I know of a few other studios there. So hopefully they get snatched up by someone else and you know, hopefully they can find work. Because I, you know, I don't blame the whole studio. And, you know, it's a terrible idea for any uh, company or anything. But like, yeah, it just it, too hard, too quick uh, with no real. Solid ground. I think Cliff was got too cocky with this year's experience with working on two popular franchises, but that's it. He only really did those two. Yeah, so like that's that's not enough to build a company off of man. Totally. So it's unfortunate, but yeah. Yeah, Bren, profanity and bummers. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we want to keep riding that train. Oh no. Uh, I figured I'd let anyone know. Like, we're not topical. We're not the news outlet. Like, we're not your go-to source for news. But we're, I like to think of us as where the like backup, like, hey, in case you didn't hear, <laughs> let, let us tell you, because like I know not everyone's on the internet all day every day like I am. Um, but in case you didn't hear, there's a very popular gaming critic who's like very prolific in the industry and stuff called Total Biscuit, and uh, super big in the StarCraft community and stuff. And he actually announced that he's retiring from like all video game content. Oh wow! Uh, he has a podcast called The Co-Optional Podcast. I watch it and listen to it. It's really good. Um, he's still going to do that for as long as he can, but his wife's uh, helping out with that, and she'll eventually take it over. But it's because he actually has liver fail, uh, liver cancer, and he's had it for a while now, and it's hit the point where they just they don't see it getting better. And right now, they're just kind of managing the time he has left. And he said basically, like, if I don't have that much time left, I'm going to enjoy it with my family. I'm not going to put up with a bunch of internet drama and like yeah. bullshit. Like, let me just you know, enjoy what I can. So he's stepping back and it's, it's a real fucking bummer. That is man. Voice. And that's honestly the right decision. Like, Oh yeah. No, one by far. Me. Yeah. No. And uh, that's just so upsetting to hear. Yeah. So he's stepping back. He's, you know, he did really well for himself. Like he's, uh, he's got a good amount of money. So he's like taking care of his family, making sure they're all set up. And like I said, he's leading, letting his wife take over some of the stuff and kind of merging their channels together to make it one. So when the time eventually comes, like he's, he did it. Like he's not dead yet, but like, it's just signs aren't great, but like the percentages and the odds were all against him. And the fact that he made it this long, like 
I think the doctor said he shouldn't have lasted three months after the diagnosis. And that was, like, years ago. Wow. So, like, he did amazing. But, like, it's gotten to the point where it's just like, yeah, we're just, we're hitting that point, man. And it's, it's just not getting better. And it's, it's a real bummer. And it sucks. Yeah. He's just such a strong, powerful voice in the game community. And he didn't, he didn't put up with shit. He didn't play the industry games where, like, oh, I can't say anything bad about Nintendo or they'll, like, demonetize my whole channel. He's like, no, Nintendo's assholes. Like, Nintendo, uh, Japan fucking hate the internet and all, content creators and less players and stuff he's like nintendo america tries to help and like he just he was on a badge about it he you know he had no filter he didn't put on himself so it was very uh a good voice to have in industry and it's it sucks that he's retiring and eventually gonna lose that fight so that's a bummer well we all are but it sounds like he did something with his life and like was able to inspire a lot of people and provide some really cool content so it I it sounds like like yeah, and the fact that he was very unabashed with his opinions—that's the kind of stuff that I'd be looking for myself. So I I'd have to g- give his stuff a chance. It's just a shame that I'm getting just finding out about the guy as like this is the news I'm hearing. Yeah, well, I mean, if anyone's interested, there's plenty of like years of content to go back on if you you're know, just finding out about him now. Yeah, and I'd recommend going into it, even if you don't agree with everything he says. I know I don't. He definitely makes some very valid points and has plenty of like evidence and proof to back it up it's not just claims out of nowhere i'd be lying to say if he didn't inspire me in some way to do this podcast and how i you know present myself on it totally uh, just despite how some people may not may or may not like it um but yeah so that's it fucking sucks but you know it, it was a matter of time everyone knew it especially him so he's doing he's like he said he's making the right move and you know everyone would agree with him with that and I so. hope, like, the way it sounds like, if the doctors were wrong, let's just hope he can keep trucking on and enjoy as much if, life as he can. If anyone can, it's him. Because, like I said, he beat so many of the odds just making it this far. Like, miraculous numbers. Like, you know, single-digit percentages. And he's gotten them. So, like, yeah. If anyone can, it's him. So. Yeah. Yeah. Whew. Take care, Total Biscuit. Yeah. Good luck. Uh, along the lines of bummers, Nintendo Switch. Uh, they said that, uh, finally let you back up your saves on an online service, though. So you can back up your saves, so you don't just have to have one save file per game on your Switch, like you've had to up till now. Right. But if you want additional saves, you have to pay $20 a year, which isn't bad. Right. Considering there's a bunch of other shit tied in with it, like, you get other things, it's not just for the saves. There's, like, a whole bundle deal. But... It's really annoying. Like, it's, you know, dirt cheap. So it's 20 bucks a year. So that's what? Less than $2 a month? Yeah. But, like, just the idea of, like, consoles potentially doing this in the future of, like, you gotta pay for just built-in features that should be But it's just thinking about, like, old-school gaming. Like, you had to buy memory cards for PS1 and PS2, but this is more or less just the modern era of that. Like, it costs money to host things digitally or, like, in the cloud, so it would only make sense that there's some fee they're going to have to charge you for your save data being backed up. Yeah, and I get that. Like, I know we have Pinecast, we have servers we got to run in. Like, I fully understand that. But, like, like you said game uh, memory cards like you could host them physically like on a small card i would much rather that i'm sure some people have found workarounds with like the ps4 and stuff and ps3 of saving stuff on a usb drive and just having that as a you know makeshift memory card i would much prefer that than a yearly uh 
subscription, and I just hate that with everything. So that's unfortunate. Yeah, definitely. Um, going quick though, lightning round. Uh, Monster Hunter Ultimate 3 is coming to Switch, which is cool, I guess, but it's not Monster Hunter World, so that's kind of a bummer. It's an older game being re- uh, ported to the Switch. That's uh, cool. In other news, Monster Hunter Movie is going to star Mila Jovovich. No one wants this Monster Hunter movie. Mila Jovovich, you're a nice actor. I like some of your work, but no one wants this fucking movie. There's no story in Monster Hunter. There's not going to be a story in the movie. You're right. No, nobody wants that. No one wants it. And finally, some good news, especially for me, because I fucking love it. Harvey Birdman is getting a half an hour special coming back this fall. Oh, shit. It's going to be a big parody of Trump in the White House, and uh, Phil, Harvey Birdman's boss in the show, is going to be the president. So it's going to be amazing, especially because they got the old cast back together with like Stephen Colbert, and it's like people who are just way too busy right now to do the show anymore. So keep an eye out for Harvey Birdman, because it's one of the best shows that's ever been made on this planet. Very cool. I love it. That's all I got. All right, Lynn, let's do some plugs and wrap this one up. Uh, Bren, where can our listeners find you? Uh, I'm very boring on Twitter. Don't follow me. Uh, instead, I recommend another podcast called Drawn, the story of animation. Oh, I and know this podcast. Yeah. It just came out recently. So you might see it on like iTunes or like floating around like ads or stuff. Uh, but I just started listening to it recently. And if you were anywhere near a fan of animation as much as I am, I highly recommend it. It's very well produced, nice audio, clean, and just real in depth. They talk, I listened to the episode where they talked about the Walt Disney uh, Family Museum. Yeah. They talked to the curators and they got some clips from uh, Walt Disney's wife and Walt Disney himself. And, like, they, I don't know who's necessarily running and operating this, but they got good contacts and they know how to get the, like, in-depth stories of some animation cartoons. So I highly recommend Drawn, the uh, animated podcast. Awesome. And, listener, if you want some other podcast recommendations, I'd point you to our network, Almost Better Network, at almostbetter.net. Uh, we have our D&D show, Almost Better Than Dragons. We have Dumbbells and Dragons, which is where nerdiness and fitness collide. Uh, Erie Canal Theater, which is like audio cartoons, all sorts of interesting stuff there. One Track Gamers, Press Continue Podcast, both video game podcasts, and the latest addition to the family, Paper News Out Loud, an absurdist news comedy. So, lots of stuff to check out there. And if you would be interested, we also have a Twitch channel, so f- give us a follow on Twitch at twitch.tv slash abtsilence. And I'm trying to think if there's anything else going on. Not too much, but thanks for joining us this week. We will be back next time. See you guys later. See you.